From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 103. I am Brad Robinson. Today's episode, we're going to talk about negative thoughts and I'm going to give you some techniques to tackle and break those negative thoughts because it's a pattern. You hear, you hear all the time, negative thought pattern. Well, it's a pattern. You do something over and over and over again, it strengthens in your mind. The pathway strengthens and it's harder to break. So I get all the time from clients, Brad, how do I overcome these thoughts that I continuously have? And then I say to them, well, how much emotion do you give towards them? Um, are you paying attention to these thoughts? And they, they would be like, well, yeah, because uh, I notice them and I don't like having them there. But it's it's the underlying emotions that they're giving those thoughts that are keeping them alive. And yeah, they're, they're there. They're there. They are um, overwhelming, confusing, but it's about understanding why those thoughts remain there. And the underlying beliefs, the underlying fears that are driving those thoughts, right? So there's different levels, but we're handling this at a unconscious level because 90 to 95% of who we are is unconscious. That's why it's called the unconscious. It runs below our conscious awareness. And when I was dealing with negative thoughts, uh, they were overwhelming. I remember going out for walks with my parents because I was really sensitized. And I would go out on walks with them because I wanted people close to me, around me all the time. And on this walk, I couldn't even socialize with them. I couldn't enjoy the weather. I was internal and I was thinking thoughts about my parents dying. And I would say to myself, why am I having these thoughts? That's not normal. I'm going crazy. I, I don't want to think these thoughts. And then two seconds later, the thought would pop back in and I would be like, oh my God, why is that thought there? Uh, that's not normal. And then those the inner voices of, of that would continue. And so these negative thoughts would run me, right? And I felt like I wasn't even in control. And that's the scary part of it is you don't feel like you're in control. And I felt like I was God. I felt like I was, whenever I would think these thoughts that they were going to come true, that's how my system took it, right? And 
I'm going to get into that. And it's very true. Your system does take it like it is true. Like, oh, they will die. Oh, you will do this horrible thing to somebody else. Right. And Carl Jung talks about that. And that's the shadow part of each individual person. And it's about how much control do you have over that shadow part of yourself? right? The shadow, the the darkest parts of ourselves. How much control do we have over it and what can we do about it? Well, I was very sensitive to the world and any negative emotion would startle me. Any negative emotion would make me, you know, shiver and, and, and it would upset me that sensitivity developed from the practice of acting out the victim role over and over and over again. The victim role was running away from any anxiety-producing situation in my life, running away from jobs, running away from, I don't know, the shopping mall because I was feeling anxious, running away from my true emotions, closing myself off. And throughout time, the more I was avoiding things that were making me anxious, the more I was trying to be like somebody else, because I didn't even know how to be and what what I really, who I was. Uh, I was running away from um, what I really wanted to do, career-wise, anything. And so I was playing out this victim role. Now, negative thoughts are thoughts that produce a negative emotion. So that negative thought can come in the form of an image. That thought can come in the, in the voice right, in your voice, and then that leads to the emotion. So going back, the image leads to an emotion that pops into your mind, or it could be an, a, a uh, the voice of yourself, and then that leads to the emotion, or it can just lead to the emotion because it's so reflexive that it, it pops up in your unconscious so quickly that you just have the emotion. You don't even recognize the thoughts that come about. You've practiced these negative thoughts so much that they are so reflexive that you just feel the emotion and, and you say to yourself, I don't even know what I was thinking. I just feel crappy. And that's what happened to me. I mostly had the inner voice, the voice of, you know, saying something negative in a way where, you know, I was going to hurt somebody else or, you know, I wanted my, you know, parents to die or something like that. It was this devilish voice that would pop up and I would be like, whoa, where the heck did that come from? And it would cause that emotion but also it eventually w- resulted in 
in these thoughts becoming so repetitive that I was just feeling the emotion all the time. Now, the unconscious is is very powerful. It runs us. Well, like I said before, it makes up up to 95% of us human beings. And what you imagine your unconscious thinks it's real. That's interesting. What you imagine your unconscious thinks it's real. Its job is to function below your conscious awareness. The fear response, your emotions, your memories stored in your unconscious mind. Your fear response comes from your unconscious mind. Our bodies are regulating itself below our conscious awareness, obviously, because we can't always think to breathe. We can't always think to react a certain way. It has to be done from a different level. So when you give that voice or that image, that negative voice or that negative image, that emotional response, what happens is your unconscious stores that message as as something that's important. So you attach value towards it. And clients tell me, I just can't get rid of this voice. I can't get rid of this thought. Well, your emotional response towards it is what's keeping it alive. That's why the more you focus on that certain thought, you keep it alive. So the more focus you give it, the more it stays. You're telling your unconscious mind that this is what's important to me. Very powerful. You react to the thought using the same circuits you would towards a predatory animal. So it's a threat to your life. That's how you look towards this thought. It's a threat. It's dangerous. Of course, if your unconscious says, well, well, this is dangerous, it wants to store that information so that it can keep you safe later on. So you're reacting to this negative thought like it's something life-threatening. Your unconscious says, whoa, this is important to you. It's a, it, it's a threat to your life because that's the way you act towards it. And so I'm going to store this at the forefront of your mind so that we can pay attention to it. It becomes top value towards you. So it's valuable towards you. And so going back to the the thoughts about my parents dying, I, I asked myself the question, why was the death of my parents a threat to my life? Why was I reacting to this thought like it was a, a threat? Well, I was dependent on them. I was dependent on them for reassurance, for safety, 
but I was also uh, afraid, fearful of being on my own in the unknown without them. I also had the fear of not knowing what to do when in the unknown, right? And when I was suffering from health anxiety, why was the manifestation of cancer a threat? I had underlying fears that were supporting these negative thoughts. I was ignoring the truths, the the truths that I, I didn't want to face, that I was ignoring responsibility, responsibility for getting a job and and the responsibilities for uh, being a better boyfriend, uh, ignoring the truth that I was insufficient, that I was causing my pain, and I was doing this through negative friends, uh, watching too much TV, um, smoking weed, not getting enough sleep, staying up uh, till 2 in the morning, and um, eating a lot of junk foods. I wasn't paying attention to the negative elements that was causing my my being to remain stagnant. And I had enough reasons to why I was unhealthy through those, those things that I just mentioned. And also I had to look at death differently and also my health differently. I had to view myself and learn to view myself as someone who is healthy, but that only comes when you adopt a new lifestyle, when you sacrifice the habits that keep you in anxiety, keep you stagnant in the state that you don't want to be in, well, things change. You start to view your health differently. And so I had the fear of my mortality through those negative thoughts, but also the fear of losing relationships I have and leaving the world too soon because I knew deep down that I had more to do and that there was more to life. So how do you break the pattern of negative thinking? Well, first ask yourself, do I really want this? So when the thought comes into your mind and it causes you some emotion, you're like, oh my God, why am I thinking that thought? Ask yourself, do I really want this? And when that thought came about with my parents dying and I started to break the pattern and I asked myself, do I really want this? The voice inside me said, no, I don't want this. And that was the truth. Like the truth was coming forth and I was like, oh, I don't really want this. Well, why don't I want this? Well, I love my parents. They're amazing people. Um, I love their company. So ask yourself these questions and start to shift your perspective over your negative thoughts. And the thing is, is that you can easily trick yourself into thinking something else from your true beliefs. Because even though I was thinking, 
negative thoughts about my parents dying, well, I don't truly want that. But they it, they overcame my mind. It's like, don't think of a big pink elephant in the room. Well, you're going to think that. It's right there. It's taking up the whole space. How can you not notice it? Well, the question is, how can you deal with it? How can you get that pink elephant out of here? Instead of turning a blind eye, let's pay attention to it. Let's look at this elephant and say, you know what? There's a problem here, and I need to get this elephant out of here. What can I do? Well, like I said before, shift your perspective over the thought. Journal about it. Journal about the thought, what you're saying to yourself. And then talk about in that journal, you know, why don't I want this? What do I want instead? What do I want? The elastic band technique, very powerful. What happens is you snap the band on your wrist and then this starts to break the thought pattern because when you think the thought, you're going to feel the emotions, but when you slap the band on your wrist, you're going to begin to notice the thoughts and notice the timing of those negative emotions. So then now you have an opportunity at that moment after you slap the band to replace the thoughts with something else, with something more pleasurable. Think of a moment in your life where you were doing something you really loved or you were hanging around your loved ones or when you're, you were in a moment of peace Think of that moment, and the more you do this, the more you break the pattern. But don't give up after a day or two days or a week. You got to keep doing it for a month, two months, whatever it takes. It takes 21 days for a habit to become ingrained. But after 21 days, if the thought isn't completely gone, well, Keep on doing it as much as you need to. Be persistent. But that's how you break neuronal pathways. Our brains are plastic, meaning we can unlearn things. That's amazing. We can unlearn things. So instead of giving that thought high emotion all the time, you can eventually get to a place where you're giving the thoughts you do want to think about high emotion. That's the power that you have inside of yourself. And so slap the band on your wrist and notice when you're in that emotional state. Sometimes for me, when I was suffering, I had trouble. Uh, I had trouble pinpointing the thoughts that were causing me to feel emotionally distressed. But the thing is, my thoughts were reflexive. So I just slapped the band whenever I noticed myself in a emotion I didn't want to be in. And the more I did that, the more I began to replace the thoughts that I had with 
new thoughts, with images of myself doing something that I love to do in a comfortable environment, maybe on the beach, whatever it is. And that was powerful. It started the shift. And then another technique is the silly voice technique. Um, so when you have that negative thought come into your mind, you then pick a silly voice to then say the thought back to yourself in. So for example, for me, it was Peter Griffin. And I would say the negative thought back to myself in Peter Griffin's voice in my mind. And then I thought, wow, that's silly because I wouldn't listen to someone like Peter Griffin, right? You don't listen to somebody who's Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin. You know, in my mind, why would I listen to those people? I think they're losers. I think they are silly and their opinion doesn't mean much. So when I say the voice back to myself or that that thought back to myself in their voice, I just laugh at myself. I'm like, wow, that is silly, right? Why would I think that? Why would I listen to someone like Peter Griffin? And so it, that has a lot of power. And so I'm going to leave you on that note. Use these techniques and remember that it's about persistence. You have to continue doing these techniques over and over and over again. And, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to do them because it takes effort. It takes cognitive effort. But it's important that you do it because would you rather stick with those thoughts that are keeping you in an in a emotional state that is really holding you back from living out a day of happiness? Or are you willing to put in the cognitive effort to overcome the negative thoughts that keep you in a stagnant state, but it also keeps you in a small box uh, in your mind, right? You're a slave to them. So it's time to remove the shackles and move on from these thoughts. Thank you for being here with me today. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.